0: I
1: lash two brain cells. I'm
0: your host, Maddie Morris.
1: And I am also your host, Elliot Morris.
0: And we got a juicy episode for you today. We mm, are going to be talking. Juicy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> he said it was juicy, and I was like, mm mm mm.
0: I'm gonna be talking, and Elliot's gonna be giving sound effects the entire time. <laughs> I'm
1: like, I'm like the guy in the rap songs who does the rah.
0: <laughs> yeah, like in all the rap songs where they're yeah. just like money, <laughs> money. <laughs> <laughs> I say stuff, and Elliot's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, um, today <laughs> we're gonna be talking about something that is probably affecting quite a few of you because you're probably wondering, Maddie, how do you come up with new topics for podcast episodes every single week? And the answer is you guys. I don't come up with new podcast episodes every single week. When you message me and you tell me that you listen to the podcast and you're an avid listener and you love it, um, I always ask people, tell me, pick the next episode. Like, tell me what episode you want to hear. Do You think we can think of all Whatever this stuff? Whatever you tell me, I do that episode. I should actually start saying like who the episodes were inspired by okay yeah who
1: is this one inspired by
0: i can't say because this is like about leaving your salon job
1: oh oh that would be bad this one is by anonymous
0: so (laughs) it's anonymous but going forward yes if you message me an episode idea i am so thankful and i put it on the list and we make it every single time like there is no um way that i could keep coming up with episode ideas but it's all truly just like fueled by what you guys like
1: extra snuggled this time
0: I just was in the mood to snuggle um okay so this uh this girl reached out to me and she said that she is wanting to leave her commissioned salon job that she does very well at and she wants to transition into booth rental and um like I obviously have a lot of insight on this And um, as someone that has quit a salon job before, a miserable salon job, and as someone who like owns booth rentals, I own salon suites. And so I think that there is a very good way to do it. And um, oh my gosh, when I look back and I think about me leaving my salon job to go on my own, um, I clap, clap, clap. It is such a great decision. may have
1: been the best decision you ever made. It was- second.
0: Yeah, it was such a great decision for me. And I am not anti-salon or salon owner. So, Oh, no,
1: I know some great salon owners. Yes,
0: but working at a salon um, was not for me, right? And I'm sure that starting out, if I was working at like a great salon with like great...
1: Would have been very different.
0: Great pay and great clientele and great coworkers, like a great environment. Like, of of course, I would have stayed way longer because like you you learn a lot working at a salon. Mm. And I think straight out of beauty school, like it can be very valuable. You learn a lot and... even not even straight up musical. Like I know people that work at salons, you know, in their forties and fifties and sixties. And it's just, it's nice it's because good. you have everything paid for. You just show up and do the job. Turn your brain off. You're paid for the labor. Yeah. You don't have to think about all of the admin work that goes along with being a salon owner. And there's so much work that comes with being a salon owner. Um, there's actually so much work that comes with being a salon owner that I chose not to be one because I know great salon owners and I see how much work it is. And I don't think we could do that. It really wasn't for me. And I couldn't do it as well as them because I, I.
1: It's the, it's the people skills that I think I lack. Yeah. It's the dealing with.
0: Ellie and I are great at like cultivating a great community and like making sure that things are like safe and run effectively for people to like run their business the yeah. best they can. So we provide a great space, beautiful coffee shop, great waiting area. Yeah. We host events. We pay for photo shoots for them. Like we.
1: We're good with things. Yeah. That, that we're don't like, have emotions. We're like
0: the vibe.
1: Yeah. We, we're the. We're. The, yeah. We create the vibe. We create
0: the vibe. But I'm not like paying 15 people's taxes for that. That's
1: so and, much. And like
0: their health insurance and like making sure they are product because like that like
1: dealing with schedules yes and all my
0: schedules so I think there is like a purpose and a time and like a person that is like the perfect avatar to work at a salon and um so yeah let me just say like I'm not it's not salon bad booth rental good it's that this is an episode if you are if
1: you are ready to Leave your salon job and go independent. And want to? Yeah. Then we would like to help you because we want to help you do what is best for your career. And so if that is going independent, then we will help you. And if that is staying at your salon job, then I think that is great.
0: Yeah. And oh my gosh, it's so crazy to me because like I had such a poor salon, you know, employee experience being one. And when I have salons fly to Lightheart and get trained, we have you know salons that will. Oh, these salons seem awesome. They'll literally send their entire group of employees to Lightheart, and I train all of them, and they all care so. So much about like investing in their education mm-hmm. and learning new styles and techniques and like how to like be better, uh you know, to their clientele and like market themselves and all this stuff. And I'm like, that is so cool. Like, I wish that I had that experience because like I love community and I think um, it's easier for salons to have a good community than salon suites. Like we oh, work sure. very hard to have a good. Yeah, like, we putting in work yeah culture within salons, because those are people that have nothing to do with each other but salons True. do have something to do with each other yeah. and that teamwork makes the dream work and so like i really love when i see salons that like work like a well-oiled machine and the people that work there are treated well it's wonderful to see um but if you are at a salon whether it's good or bad and you are ready to go on your own you've you've had a great experience you know, or you haven't whatever. Here's how to do it. Here's the proper way to go about it. And number one, I would have a plan in place. Like if you have been thinking about quitting, don't just do it as like an instant decision because you're like, I'm going to be so successful if I go on my own.
1: Like figure out if you are ready.
0: Really, really figure out if you're ready. And so think about all of the duties that your current salon owner does for you And write them all down and look at them and say, if this is something that you could do for yourself and you would be happy to do for your own business and you think that you could like maybe even do a better job, then you would probably be ready to take that over. But if you write out like, okay, paying my own taxes, getting my own health insurance, getting my own business liability insurance, like paying for all of my products, what is my monthly budget gonna look like? Renting a studio, what's my new overhead? Utilities, subscriptions, marketing. Like, are you willing to dedicate, you know, up to eight hours a day, if assuming you're not booked, to like, straight up marketing like making your own content doing branding shoots um doing model sets reaching out reaching out to people like are you capable of doing all those responsibilities that your salon owner previously was doing
1: because you're basically changing your job you're if you if your favorite part of your job is like going in and doing lashes on people then you're going to be doing a lot less of that if you go independent at least at first
0: because when you go independent the first few months is about setting up your business and marketing mm-hmm. yourself. And then you can kind of get back into more of that like service provider role going forward. Mm-hmm. But when I first got on my own, I was really overwhelmed and anxious with how many hats I had to wear. And so I want you guys to be prepared and and know what hats those are. Um, and no one is going to tell you what to do every day when you wake up in the morning. And so if you go independent and you wake up in the morning, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have no clients. No one knows about me. And you know I'm used to just having everything ready for myself. Give yourself a month of prep, buy all of your equipment, make sure you have somewhere to go, right? Like you rent a suite or you have a home studio that's like, you know, approved by the board and everything like that. Um, And then once you have like everything in place mentally, you know what you have to do. I would have an in-person conversation with your boss that is very, very honest and very, very nice because you don't want any of that bad blood. And so that is just, a you know, you text them, you say, hey, can we meet Friday after work, whenever it is, in person, at the salon? And I would just be so honest face-to-face and say, hey, I've loved working here. It's been a great opportunity for me. I am so appreciative of everything that the salon has done for me. Um, starting, you know, this date, I would like to make plans to um, close up, uh, close up my, um, you know,
1: close out your books there, close out my
0: books here. And I would like, I, I'm going to be starting booth renting, you know, somewhere else. Um, and I would not be secretive about it because the more no. secretive about it, you are. And the worst thing you can do is tell your clients and not tell your boss.
1: Oh yeah. I don't do that. I know a lot and don't me. try to take your clients either from the spa. I really that's, wouldn't. That's cringe. <laughs> it's cringe and you don't want to be cringe.
0: Yeah. It's really important that you leave that relationship you know, good so that that salon employee who has a lot of connections, they have a lot of clients and a lot of employees. They, you know, are happy to see you go. They want to maintain a relationship with you. They want to support your business, everything like that. And that really just comes from you being very honest and very thankful for everything they've done. Um, Even if you haven't had that great of an experience, tell them you have you know maybe <laughs>
1: lie just
0: tell them maybe maybe you know if you're unhappy you can tell them things that they could do better for other employees you know for them to have a better experience But in, an,
1: in a kind in way. a
0: kind way in person don't bash them online because understand like it is
1: very hard to run a salon well it so is, if they made some mistakes like give them some grace you
0: don't know what their job is as like. long
1: as they're not like Hiring sex offenders, like give them grace.
0: Yeah. My boss hired a sex and offender. And so
1: we didn't, she I didn't have, give them as much. I have grade. very
0: limited grace. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I did make a podcast episode. And then we
1: it. we did, and we did kind of flavor. But, you know, and she's I'm not, not watching saying it saying She anyway. deserved
0: it. <laughs> um But basically, you want to leave with good blood. And if it's not a good situation and you're like, I have to get out of here, I hate to hear whatever, you know, then give them, you know, give them your two weeks, leave as fast as you can, just, you know, just get out as fast as as possible. But, um, I also don't recommend taking, expecting to take your clientele with you. Um, if, Mm -hmm. if some of them want to see you after you leave, then like they have that power because they are the customers, like they have that power to make that decision, but it's not really, Don't
1: try to be sneaky. Be like, Oh, I'm leaving. But here's my phone. number." I don't think it's in
0: good taste to like, yeah, write your phone number on the back of their hand and be like, hey, text me like this is my new place. Yeah. You want to have it all out in the open because this is something that doesn't have to be awkward. It's only awkward if you make it awkward and you're sneaking around. Um, And so when I left my salon job, granted, it was overnight and I had no plans. I wish I did. But even if I did make plans, I wouldn't have like been giving my giving my new info out to clients. I would expect to be starting an entirely new clientele in my l- new location and think of that as a good thing because the um, the clients that go to salons for lash services typically want to go to salons like usually salons There's benefits yeah there are benefits to like go- going to a salon like you can it, you're a little more flexible with scheduling because you could see for like sure. any employee and they can mm-hmm. all do like a similar job because they all have similar training they use the same products like they have the same um you know, usually their work looks looks fairly similar Um, it, it, some people, especially like a more mature clientele, they feel a little bit more like, Uh, comfortable with salons like they're a little more reliable than going to see someone like independently that's just kind of like a generational thing Um, I think like our generation is a little more comfortable seeing people like in their house like my nail artist literally works in like a shed and I'm like so cool with that like of course I would like
1: yeah because she's bomb because she's
0: the best yeah but I'm she's probably not attracting a clientele that's like
1: she's not getting the 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 retirement crowd yeah because
0: they're more comfortable going to like a hair salon to get services done that's Mm -hmm. just like generational Mm -hmm. so if you've had you know the clientele you had at the salon leave that at the salon. They can make that decision if they want.
1: Also your like aesthetic and your vibe and everything about your business is going to be different from the salon. So yeah. your customer demographic and is going to be different.
0: assuming that, you know, when you go on independent, you invest more in your education, you invest in like, you know, extra classes and like new material and new- um, Which you should. You're designing your space. You're, you're paying for furniture for the first time. You're paying for like everything in your back bar, your cart. Mm-hmm. Um, let alone, you know, your rent, your utilities, your, you know, now you have to hire like a CPA. Maybe you hire a website developer. Maybe you hire a social media manager. Maybe you hire like an assistant. There's so many things that you're hiring out, you know, your booking system, all of that. And so your prices are probably going to be higher. Like you're probably going to be raising your prices. Like absolutely you know 20 to 40 bucks just straight out the gate and so you want to just in your mind be like okay I'm just gonna be needing to attract a different clientele off the bat like I can't assume that my clients are gonna I'll follow me.
1: Also, you don't want to leave your salon or spa job until you know that your work is of the quality where you can charge like 24 dollars $40 That is more. the
0: thing. If your work is still beginner, if you're still really struggling with consistency and timing and um, like if, if you are taking clients at a salon, like you're taking say five clients a day just to be conservative, most salons you, you'll be taking more. But if you're taking like five clients a day and your work is consistent across every client, because you have a very like diverse range of clients at salons, right? Um, because like usually the marketing is a little more broad at a salon, like they're kind of just taking anyone who calls. So I would make sure your work is consistent across every single client. Like your retention is great for every single client. You can make sure everyone goes like minimum two, three weeks. Um, all your clients are happy with your work. You're providing like way more value than the current cost of that service. Um, and you're just like your client experience is locked in. Like if you were not working at a salon, you know that you could do like a, like a perfect job at that client, you know, communication, consultation, scheduling, texting, those text conversations, everything like that. If you know that you can do a great job and your skills are locked in great. But if you're still a beginner at your craft, it's okay to take an honest look at your craft and say, Hey, I really need to work on this more. I'm probably going to stay somewhere where it's safe and where I have that kind of freedom to be a beginner and work on my craft. Because if you get a bad review or a client with poor retention or a client with an irritation, your boss takes that heat, right? Right? Like they're the ones handling the Google review. They're the ones handling the refund. They're the ones handling everything. You're not really eating that as much. So
1: it could be easy to think that you're better than you are because you're not feeling any of the like issues that people may be having.
0: Right. So maybe to prepare yourself, like do a few free model sets Mm -hmm. at home, like Mm -hmm. on your friends and family and like make sure that those skills are locked in outside Mm -hmm. of the salon. and, and then, you know, once you have that plan in place, you have your space rented, you're ready to go on your own. Then I would make sure that you're at a place in your life where you can give a hundred percent to your business. And the way that I, the, the, when I see people fail at going independent, it's when they give their business 10% of them and expect it to be at a hundred. Like they, they spend no time marketing. They post in Facebook groups about how slow they are. They post in Facebook groups about how did other people get clients you know, they only take like free friends and family. They don't do photo shoots. They don't do model sets. They don't take extra classes. Like, and everything just is at the standstill and then they burn out and they're like, oh my gosh, I should have never left my salon job. You have to be prepared for the first like three months to go all gas, no breaks and give it 100% of your time and your energy. Nothing else matters besides getting your business off the ground. And then once it's off the ground, those books are filling up, your referral program's working, your marketing's working, your Instagram looks bomb, you know, everything like that. Then you can kind of step back into that nice, comfy service provider role and do that admin work, you know, 20% of the time and service right 80% of the, the, the time. But at the
1: beginning, it takes 20% heart, 15% skill, 30% concentrated power of will. Did
0: you just make that up?
1: Yeah, I did. That was all me.
0: Wow, that was really good. Yeah,
1: no, I know. I'm, j- I'm a poet.
0: You're a poet. I am. Okay, what's, what's, uh, what else do you think they should do? Like when they
1: No thoughts. Come I haven't. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so, I mean, the biggest thing is just like the startup of it because there is so much. You know, this is a great time to plug Going Independent. Actually, yeah. no, Madison doesn't want people to buy going independent anymore. Listen, guys, because we, we have a course. She, we have a she's cor- had a glow up since then. Listen,
0: We have a course called Going Independent, and it's a beginner business course for like starting your lash business. And I'm really passionate about the material, and I have been forever because, like I started my business from the ground up. It's helped a lot of people, but I am just telling you not to buy it. literally don't buy it.
1: <laughs> it's like the material don't buy the, it. The, the content is so good, <sighs> but Madison just
0: <laughs> don't buy it because I had a ma-
1: we had a worse camera. I don't know what it was. Listen, like, we tried listen. to do the lighting well, but it doesn't look great. I
0: had a major glow up. It, well, let's just call it what it is. I had a major glow up, <laughs> and I was. I was in my growing era. You were in
1: your growing era. I was
0: in my. I don't know who I am yet. Era, so, okay. So right? if
1: you do get going independent, close, just your, close eyes. your eyes,
0: close your eyes. Also,
1: okay. There think is, of it, think
0: of it as an audio book. Maybe and, just close your eyes.
1: And if you do, if you do want to get it, like, okay, I hate plugs, but if you do want to get it, uh, you could use the code. Thanks bestie to get it for 150 bucks instead of 5.99. So yeah. use thanks bestie, or you can get the business bundle where you get like yeah, get a the ton business bundle. of other, the business bundle is a much better deal. Yeah. But yeah, if get you want to get the business bundle, bundle that's, it's on the homepage of the website. Yeah.
0: Get that but also we have a bunch close of stuff your there. eyes when you watch going independent because it took so long to film i don't want to refilm it and i'm not just being vain and being like oh my gosh i'm so like pretty now i look so much no better. like
1: you're gonna see it and you're gonna be like oh <sighs> who
0: is that girl <laughs> i Listen. thought you were beautiful thank you so much i thought you were
1: beautiful then i think you're beautiful now
0: thank you i just like i think i didn't know who i was yet i didn't you didn't
1: know your style yet
0: i didn't know my style it wasn't yet. locked in wasn't locked in. I was pale as a ghost. The lighting in our apartment... Our was,
1: apartment was so dark. We filmed
0: it at our first apartment in Arizona and we bought so much professional lighting we and everything. We tried, but, but it like, still...
1: It wasn't enough.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't and enough. And it took too long to film. And so by the time we like got it out, I was kind of like over it. And so you can tell when you're filming something and you're just not in it because yeah. like I like hated my outfit i hated <laughs> my hair i hated my makeup i was so pale like
1: we're really selling this course
0: i didn't have my lips done i have tiny little lips in that course she has no lips i had no lips how would you she guys get a kiss how kiss? would i get a kiss kiss and so i look i like we watched the going independent course with like my friends the other night and we, were, <laughs> we were crying because i look like <laughs> madison a was like
1: standing in front of the tv she's like no don't look
0: like i look like a different human being and i'm not saying <laughs> uh-huh. that like to be vain. I don't think I like am a supermodel now or anything, but I'm just saying like, I-
1: I, I think you're a supermodel now.
0: Thank you. I'm just saying, I think I look a little better now. And so close your eyeballs. And people buy it and I'm like,
1: oh. <laughs> Every time someone buys it, Madison's like, no.
0: <laughs> no, close your eyes. Please the, buy something different. They're probably so confused because they go to my Instagram and they're just like,
1: who is, wait, is this a scam?
0: Is this, a, is <laughs> is
1: this, this AI? Sc- is this
0: AI? <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: um and then my best tips if when you do go on your own you have finally quit your salon job is don't panic you're probably gonna have a few anxiety attacks and
1: the uh, one of the most important things is to make sure you have like a really good buffer of savings before you go independent because
0: have a good buffer. It's of gonna savings. be slow. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It, you
1: need like six months of living expenses. Yeah, make sure you up.
0: have like living expenses, save, expenses saved up for like the worst case scenario. And I know people that quit their salon job and went on their own and then COVID immediately shut them down and they couldn't work. Um and so like, yeah, make sure you have a good savings account in place. Yep. And um
1: But like honestly, I I think I think Andy is such a good example For like how to go independent Like granted well, well, she wasn't she, going independent she but didn't She didn't work at a salon But, but she, it's kind of the same thing Because she like is, moved from Where was she? Surprise? Yeah She moved from Surprise Which is like an hour and a half away To here in Scottsdale Start working out of here in Scottsdale So
0: she's starting She's one of our renters She's Andy, starting absolutely from Scottsdale. Andy is um, at lash.withdrawal on Instagram She she's works within goated. Lightheart She has her business within Lightheart And like watching her journey She documents it daily on her Instagram So you should go see that yep. But watching her go from um, literally an entirely different city building her clientele she from scratch. She had zero
1: clients here when zero. she moved here. Because no one's going to drive from Surprise. So she was starting absolutely from scratch.
0: She did every single thing in my Booked and Busy ebook.
1: Oh yeah, that's another thing. To she plug. did
0: every... You can buy that. You, you can, can buy
1: you that. Can. Oh, actually, wait, no. <gasps> Don't buy that. Don't buy Booked and Busy. We have... Booked and Busy updated the dream clientele yeah, course. we actually. <laughs> I so, can't believe we forgot. I'm so we didn't
0: even think about so that dumb. when we were so planning out the podcast. So Booked was like our best-selling ebook about how to build your clientele in yep. a new area. But I actually am so passionate about that, that I redid it into a video course. And, and so that'll be out probably when this podcast When this launches. comes out. Yes. Oh, absolutely. When this launches, if you go to our website, it'll be called building your dream clientele. I think that's like a better name and it's what it is. Um, and it's more about like targeting your ideal clientele rather than just like any clientele. And it's very, very valuable if you are restarting an new area starting from scratch leaving your salon job going independent um i give it to all my new renters that are moving from like somewhere to lightheart i gift it to them and andy has done everything in booked she and has. busy and homegirl is getting booked and busy she
1: is she's getting clients i am
0: so proud she's of doing her so good. and trainings and students
1: yeah she's killing it i am
0: so 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 proud of her and so i fully believe like it is in it is in you But you have to You gotta have
1: that dog in you. You gotta have
0: that dog in you and you have to be willing to do the things that no one else is willing to do to be successful on your own because it is not easy being independent. It is very, very difficult starting out. And and I was like, oh my gosh, like what if she's telling all my clients that I'm like the worst and they'll hate me and they'll never see me. And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm not even going to see those people anymore. I'm getting new clients. I am getting new clients. And I did. I built my clientele from scratch, reliant on word of mouth and Mm in-person referrals. And then- like later on I built my clientele based on like having a great Instagram presence and like showcasing my work and myself online. So I've done it Mm -hmm. like in person ways and I've done it online.
1: Right. When you went independent, wasn't it like the, the nurses who like started getting you like the first,
0: let me just tell you guys when I first started my business and this is like this, I think this is my biggest flex. I was booked by like the end of the week. Like it was my, crazy, my, and it was
1: all new clients.
0: All new clients. My first week in Anchorage, Alaska, in my, like, shared, like, space, I wasn't even in, she like... She didn't
1: even know mega volume yet. I
0: didn't even know mega volume yet. She I was, was doing was, classics. I was doing classics and hybrid, and, like, listen, I was doing barely volume. Like, I had taken, like... Um, I had taken like Minkies and like Nova Lash and like all those Minkies
1: exist still. Yeah. No shade to Minkies. No shade. I don't um, want any beef.
0: No shade to Minkies. Um, but yeah, I was take. Like, I had taken like all those like volume trainings. And so my volume work was like, meh, it was weak. I was really still building my clientele based on like my personality and experience rather than my work. Cause my work was beginner when mm-hmm, I started mm-hmm. out. And I, um, I, um, literally was booked by like the end of the week because the few clients that I had, well, first of all, when I quit my salon job, I made a post on Facebook and I started an Instagram. I didn't have an Instagram working at the salon. You
1: didn't have an Cause Instagram. I
0: worked at a salon where you weren't allowed to have your own social media. It was considered like, you know, it was anti-community with the salon. So I started an Instagram and then I, on my personal Facebook page that had like 800 friends or whatever, like a very standard, normal girl, Facebook page. Um, I, I did a branding shoot before I did a branding shoot remember yep. with, with Donna Yep. and I was in a red dress and I was in the mountains. It wasn't even lash related. And I just said like introducing my new business, you know, here's my website book online starting on Monday, blah, blah, blah. And I had like maybe one client from that and some people shared it and I didn't take any friends and family clients. I I never had a friends and family client tell you guys I never ever did. Um, i've like i do my friends lashes for free for the biggest events in their life like weddings and birth and stuff like that but i never had a friend clientele of like paying clients i relied on like actual clients um and then i gave those people a really good experience and my work was average and then i had a great referral program but
1: you were really nice
0: i was really nice and i cared and the referral program
1: was huge yep, it was huge.
0: I gave them, I think, like when I first started, like, I don't know, thirty bucks off their next fill, and then their friend got thirty bucks off, and I gave them like in person like printed cards. And I would like bake all of them cookies. and I had like little bags of like I just I went so hard for those first. okay, few but clients. how did you go
1: from one client to like being fully booked in one week?
0: They told the friends.
1: They did. They told their friends. They told Those their referral friends. cards
0: do give an experience. She did
1: one nurse. And then by yeah. the next week she was doing like 12 nurses. Yes. Yeah.
0: I had one lady that works at a hospital and she told all of her and granted, like I priced myself very appropriately for my skill set. Like I wasn't attracting like a high paying clientele. I was my fills when I first started out were $70. So with my referral program, they were like 40, so um, which is like worth the investment. Cause like the lifetime value of your client is like, absolutely you know because I kept these clients for three years I I really as she raised her prices as I raised my prices too so I got them in at like that 70-ish dollar fill price point I took foreign fills I never charged more for foreign fills I took Mm -hmm. any work that came through the door I would work on or I would like do a lash rehab I never talked Mm -hmm. poorly about other lash artists I always like when I had a foreign fill come in I would never like assumed that i was gonna like take that client i wouldn't ask what they what they like if they had a negative experience before i would just do the work mm-hmm. and then they could make an informed decision if they wanted to stay with me or not and i took anyone that walked through my door i gave them the best experience i possibly could i had my phone number on my website and i picked up the phone you guys like i had my phone number that said text or call me and like anytime yeah so if you like just are wanting to get booked as fast as possible. Like I'm not saying I recommend it for like a, a really luxury clientele, but I'm saying like, if you're new and starting out and you need to fill your books and if get you're trying your, to pay your rent, if you're trying to pay your rent, Literally, I had twice a day people, hey, is this Maddie from Wildflower Lash, Alaska? No, at first
1: it was from Maddie the Lash, for Maddie, Lash
0: Lady. Maddie the Lash Lady. And I'd be like, yes, it is. Oh my gosh. Hi, what's your name? Can, do you want to book an appointment? You know, and I would just have a, a conversation with them and I would get people in. And like, if mm-hmm. you're someone that can handle like texts and phone calls and emails and everything like that, like put yourself out there. Cause like I would pick up the phone and most people said I booked with you because you picked up the phone. I booked mm-hmm. with you because you texted me back. You'd be surprised
1: how many people don't pick yeah. up the phone. Oh Yeah.
0: Um, My personal phone number was on our website up until this year. Like
1: literally a year ago. And people
0: will text me and be like, hey, I'm interested in taking your ebook. Like, can you tell me more about this? And I would respond and they'd be like, you actually responded? Like, this isn't a robot? This isn't like a a chat bot? I'm like, no, because this is a business run by a real person. Mm -hmm. And I like, and I was used to working at a salon and like us picking up the phone constantly. So it was kind of like habitual for me to like have that phone ring. That felt normal to me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're comfortable with that, like do it, or just set yourself up like a Google My Business phone number. Yeah,
1: if you don't want to put your personal yeah. phone number, which I probably don't you shouldn't. Yeah, um, yeah, just get a Google. It's like a Google something phone number. It's so easy. You yeah, just exactly. Look up like Google phone number, yeah. and it's like seven bucks a month. And or during something. my it's first so and
0: during my first appointment with people, this was like back in 2018. You guys, back when I had my first appointment with people, um, I would always ask them like, "Oh my gosh, do you live around here? What do you do for work?" And when they tell me what they did for work. I would literally pitch my referral program to like their employees. Like I'd be like, and so I had a lady, oh my gosh, you work at the hospital. Oh my goodness. Lashes are perfect for nurses. And I know you guys can't have like huge lashes, but like you can have really pretty natural like lashes, mm-hmm. like the ones I just gave you. So if any of your employees compliment you, would you please tell them about me? I'm building my clientele. Like I would be so grateful. Like I'll give you that And this, I'll give you $30 I'll off. Give you that you can stack it. So your next fills basically on the house. If, if you-, you
1: get three people to come in, I'll give you 10 bucks.
0: Literally. I would. Um, and then, you know, I had people that like worked at a church or they, you know, were in like, I had a lot of military wives for a period of time. I had a pageant clientele for a period of time. Um, I had like a teacher clientele for a period of time. It really like kind of built, but, Mm -hmm. but I would always ask about like, what do you do for a living? What do you, what do, do you live around here? Like ask those basic questions and then like have that person be your marketing. Mm-hmm. And if you give them good enough service, they'll want to. Mm-hmm. And if you build this like great relationship, they're helping you build your business from scratch. Yeah. You're giving them something in, in return. Yeah. It's not a discount. It's a reward. So true. Yeah.
1: And so that's when you're in like your, your my, hus- ins-
0: my Instagram sucked too.
1: It did. Oh, it was so bad. It was bad. I mean, she, she had like, you had like a hundred followers. Yeah,
0: it was bad. It was for like a while. It wasn't good.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's when you're in like your hustle and grind era and you're just starting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it'd probably be good to go over like, you know, once, you know, their skills are a little better. Um, Because like we very often with more advanced artists give very different advice.
0: Yeah, this is beginner advice.
1: And so I think we should give um, a little bit of like advice for like if you're an advanced artist, like going independent or you're like trying. If you are an
0: advanced artist, you're trying to target a higher clientele. Number one, this I could talk about for six hours. So you should really get the building your dream clientele course, but I'll give you my quick tips. Mm -hmm. My quick tips is you have to, you are your brand you have to represent Mm -hmm. your business very very well right and so you kind of need to live like live and breathe your business like dressing the part talking the part acting the part attending networking events getting involved in your local community meeting other lash artists in your community um collabing with other businesses and branding yourself uniquely So like starting off, first appointment you are going to make for yourself is a branding photo shoot. A branding photo shoot, you are going to like get a logo, get a great name, you know, get a sign, even if it's just for your wall, like invest in like quality pieces for your suite, invest in great quality product and invest in your education to make your work as good as it is. And then think about your client avatar, Mm -hmm. right? That's the advice that I first give to, like advanced artists is you are not going to build your clientele the same way that they built it for you with the salon you now have the ability to choose your target client and so if you're a more advanced artist at a higher price point not everyone's going to pay that high price point a very specific type of person in your area is
1: and they're more discerning
0: and they are more discerning and so you need to think about it from like their point of view why are they going to book with you?
1: You need to make sure every aspect of their experience is very good and is, is luxurious. Like exactly. you don't want there to be any experiences that your client has that they're like, oh, that's kind of weird. Because
0: if you're at a higher price point and you're independent, there is a standard that you have to kind of mm-hmm. meet in order to justify your prices and everything yeah. like that. So like work aside, let's say your work is great, right? Your attention's great. Your work is great. When I went on my own, I stopped like, hanging out with like my friends at night and being like a stupid teenager. And like, you know, Mm -hmm. I like committed, and you know, was like one of the first choices I ever made in like my personal life for my business. I said, I'm not gonna become close friends with clients outside of work. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna maintain a level of like professionality within Mm -hmm. that room. And I'm gonna become very close, like friends with them, like behind the bed, right? Um, cause I saw a lot of other lash artists getting very close with their clients and they always had like crazy drama. Right. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not going to go out on weekends. I'm not going to drink alcohol. I'm not going to like be up late. I am going to like make being a professional in my business and giving my clients hundred percent of me, my highest priority. So I would always show up to work 30 to 40 minutes early, yeah. have, have my cart and my tools clean, sanitized, ready to go, making sure my workspace is clean. Because I wanted people to have like an even better than a salon experience, right? I didn't want people to be like, oh, I'm seeing Maddie at this like little place. Like I wanted it to be better than Mm. the experience they had before.
1: She never had a client show up before her. Like there was never a client, like her first client of the day, every single day. She was always there before her You could
0: show up 15 minutes early for your appointment and I'd be like, oh my gosh, hi, go. Sandra. I'm all ready for you. Do you need to run to the bathroom? Perfect. We're running a little ahead of schedule. Come on in, get cozy, take your shoes off, curl up. How's your week been? How's your day? Like, I, I was ready. so committed to maintaining this like image and this level of like security and myself mm-hmm. and my business where people knew, Hey, this girl, she, she might, knows what she's she doing. might be young and she might be starting out, but I want to support her cause she cares so much. She's got this thing on lock. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when I started getting into like branding and like setting my brand apart, that was like my first real big investment in my business was like, okay, I need a logo that like represents my business. I need a name that represents my business. I need like products that represent my, you know, like, mm-hmm making sure everything was as top notch as it could possibly be and it's going to come back to you i promise you but if you're starting your business out and you're treating it like oh this is a walk in the park like i'm a boss babe i get to just like show up a minute after my client and like i it's, and you know it's just like and i get it it's hard it's hard to be organized it's hard to hold yourself to a standard it's hard to show up every day when you don't feel like it. I was depressed for two years of my lash business. And she was
1: addicted to bang energy drinks. I
0: was, I was literally depressed out of my mind for like two years of like running my Mm -hmm. lash business. And my clients would never know because all I cared about was them. And And she
1: wasn't depressed because of the lash business.
0: Heck no, I was depressed. That was
1: like the nicest thing.
0: No. She she was depressed
1: for other reasons. For other
0: reasons, (laughs) yeah. My business was the best part of my day. Um, But just making it so obvious that you care so intentionally about your clients is going to build your business. And because it's an in-person service, you have to represent your business very well in person, not just online, because there's people that have like big followings online and like big accounts online, but then their actual client experience, it's like, oh my gosh, they were a nightmare to book with. They rescheduled me three Mm -hmm. times, they couldn't get a sitter. They required a big deposit and then I had to cancel and they didn't refund it. Like, and it's this, this awkward. awful experience just even getting to see them. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, so it doesn't matter your follower count, stop like thinking and focusing on your follower count and like how many people see your work. Cause you need to focus on the 20 people that are gonna fill your books, Mm -hmm. find those people, identify those people, go to where they are, represent yourself well. Give them the best experience possible lock them in for a very long period of time
1: yeah and just try and do all the little things as well as you can like send them send them a a text every time the night before their appointment Mm -hmm. if you have
0: hershey's kisses in the lobby at their first appointment make sure that bowl of hershey's kisses is is there every time every single time they come make
1: sure it smells nice when they come in
0: if you're if you have a jasmine diffuser Make sure that thing is loaded with Jasmine every single 100%. time they come in. If they're leaving and you know what, I, you know, my favorite thing to do is like in the last few years is like, I'll have a mini fridge and I fill it with just like water and stuff. And at the end of their appointment, cause they're driving back to work or driving to pick up their kids or something, you know, right at the end of their appointment, I always say, Oh, let me get you a water for the road. Don't even ask, give like to do mm-hmm. those little things consistently every single time above and beyond, like. This is your business that's going to carry you for years and years and years. You don't want a high turnover of clients. You don't mm-hmm. want low-paying clients constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, when my beginner advice was like, get everyone who... who yeah, because you need to pay your bills. You need to pay your bills.
1: Like, I, I, wanted, I want all our advice to be like re- rooted in reality. Rooted like, in reality. Like, you, first, you need to survive. Yes. And then, optimally, then... You are at a higher price point you have a more discerning clientele you're not for everyone but at the beginning mm-hmm. if you need to freaking get put food on the table like you do whatever you can
0: yeah and i think my one advice that i would give to advanced and beginner artists is like don't ever be too good for like mm. the little things Perfect. like if somebody messages you and is like hey i have lashes on i don't love them can you take a look at them and like maybe do like a a foreign fill on me, whatever. Like don't ever be too cool to like turn someone away. Like literally if you're building your books, I would make every single client a challenge rise to it and you're going to be better for it.
1: So slay. Mm -hmm. I think that was great advice.
0: Thank i we. have more though so take the building your dream clientele course it's a Ooh, video course now what a good it's plug it's so good and if you have previously taken like if you've previously gotten the booked and busy ebook then um and you want to get the video course of building your dream clientele because they're like it's pretty much the same thing just like a longer format more detailed course um reach out to me personally over messenger we'll get
1: you a coupon code Well,
0: i'll give it to you for almost free yeah
1: yeah i'll give it to yeah. you for almost free
0: <laughs> love you guys so much thank you so much for listening and if you are on the path to starting your own lash business then we wish you the very best of luck sending you all of the good vibes and energy and we are rooting for you and if you feel like no one is there to support you
1: we are these
0: guys got you so, thank you for listening to my last two brain cells love you so much until next time Bye bye